everything that I can dress head up, I try to address head up. I'm just not with the online antics and games. Let's move on. He and I can deal with this arbitration, mediation, or litigation. Let us get back to the work of moving our culture forward, moving our people forward, and achieving unity, justice, and repair. That part. Peace. My calls. I might come back tonight. If I can't, it is what it is. Click on that link that Tony just put in. Love you guys. One. Have you used any of those lyrics? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a couple songs where uh, the lyrics were songs that I wrote in jail. Like N the Trapanati album. Most of the songs that is on there I wrote in jail. Now, let me ask you this. For someone watching this, maybe headed to prison themselves for the first time, what are some do's and don'ts inside prison? I'm saying what you gotta do is you gotta be stand up, you feel me? But everybody ain't real, everybody ain't gonna stand up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it was easy for me, you feel me? Like, everybody screamed that real shit, this and that and the third, but like, I go in there, I be myself. I ain't trying to go fit in with other niggas and that. I'm my own boss, you feel me? I'm my own man. I'm going to move the way I move. But at the end of the day, prison ain't like the movies. Motherfuckers won't respect it. I'm saying if you real and you don't stand for no bullshit, motherfuckers won't respect that shit. And that's what it's going to be. But when you want to go in there and be a follower, and now you want to be under this gang, you wasn't doing that shit on the streets or people going to jail, making up stories of who they who they, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, a lot of people create their lives when they go to jail. They was this down on the streets. Then you had niggas coming and exposing you, shit like that. You feel me? And stay away from something because you'll be all right. You feel me? Other than that, that shit easy. Now, with your prison experience, did you have to fight? Yeah, yeah, I fought a lot of times in y'all. We have if you are not an interesting person, you just have to become one. I'm sorry. You have to become one. You have to be somebody who's been to Europe before. You have to be somebody who's been to um Africa before. You have to be somebody who did horseback riding before. You have to be somebody who writes poetry. You have to be somebody who um been to Mars. You know what I'm saying? Jupiter. You just have to be that person. And you have to, and then also you're, you're strictly online sugar buddy. Stay busy, stay busy, so they don't think that they gotta that y'all eventually gonna meet up or something. Nope, busy, busy, busy. But I'm gonna send you a video while I'm at the library studying for my exam and stuff like that. Very simple because it the the game is getting harder because there's so many people scamming. That's why it's so important to prove that you're not a scammer. Another thing is, y'all, and this is off sub subject, but these guys in your DM that you're ignoring, the point dexters, you know, the ones y'all think is lame because y'all going after the flashy guys or you're going after the guys that don't spend money because y'all so ashamed of having people spend money on y'all, can't relate. Um, don't stop ignoring those people because those people will send you money. Okay, those people will send you money strictly online. They're on your DM. They're on your Instagram. I'm talking about your regular, regular Instagram account. There, oh my God, you look so beautiful. I would love to take you out. Okay, well, look, I live in Vermont, okay? You live in Florida. So here's what we're gonna do. Can you can you send me a hundred bucks, sweetheart? Um, you wanna take me out to dinner? Okay, send me your cash out. Send me your Venmo. Comments, don't be going crazy on them, man. They just, they just doing what they do. You know what I mean? As we grow, it's gonna become more, it's gonna be some more haters, you feel me? I appreciate y'all. Let's get to it, man.
You dig me? So now they got bread, bread. My mama, you dig me? Ooh, 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 ooh. You dig me? Tired of the bitch? You just not at a bitch. And you want the game to kick the doors open and just sit up there and just give it to you. Nah, that ain't how it go. But, you know what I mean? Going back to that, by Chief Nakaho sitting over there sweating abroad, now she didn't call today. Now, if I would have had why Chief Nakaho was sitting over there, you know what I mean, at the bitch and sitting over there, you understand me staying in pocket and, and moving away from him. And I said, man, hey, P, <laughs> what's going on, baby? Hey, man, <laughs> what's happening, P? What's happening, man? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I want to let you know, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. That little bitch that you was at. Yeah, man, that's mine, man. Yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, man, that's my little bitch, man. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, little... <laughs> yeah, man, that's my bitch, P. Yeah. Huh? No, I'm just saying, man, let her work, man. Let the hoe work, man. <laughs> so a pimp can get paid. <laughs> let a P get paid, man. Let the hoe work. <laughs> oh, corny-ass nigga. Let her work, let her work. Oh, P. <laughs> Tanya, let me know. I'll give y'all that story time. Man, sitting up in there, moving through the brush, my like hot, a hot box. Hot, hot box at Porter Party. You feel me? I'm like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's one. Next time I go up there, I get, I get some of that chicken, you know, over there on uh, uh, the, little, the little wings and things, whatever that up in the corner, my stomach hurting. That's number two. Then I come to the mall, somebody gets shot. Oh, I ain't going back to that mall. I ain't went back to that mall since then. I was like, dang, when they was shutting it down, they was going to shut the mall down. I'm like, dang, they finna shut the mall down. But I'm like, sure, I ain't never been up there like that anyway. You feel me? You already know, man. But my mom used to go up there sometimes, you know, get her little church clothes when they had the little Ashley stored in there. You feel me? But that's the only time I used to go go up in there with her. You feel me? Other than that, man, I wasn't. I mean, you feel me? I was chilling. You feel me? On the real, I ain't going up in that up in that mall. They be wildin', bro. You know what I mean? But then the uh, uh, the movie theater, bro. The movie theater, man. I only been in the movie theater like probably like nine times, bro. Cause you know a couple of times on some field trips, you know, with the with the park. And then probably like you feel me a few times with the family. But other than that, man, I ain't been up there. You feel me? You know, I like going to the bridge for the movies. I'm just rambling right now. My bad, y'all. But look, I'm telling you, that story time was crazy. You feel me? Because at the time, we, when I first heard the bah, 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 I didn't know it was a gun, bro. Because you feel me? You know, if I would have had the blur on me, I would have been cool. I would have been like, you feel me? I would have just been walking like, you feel me? Like, cool, you know? Like, standing up. You feel me? You tripping? You tripping? Or oh, Real. The sea to sea shell and the whip is sea blue. So you should swim through. Oh, you trying to take me to the water? To the water? Nah, I ain't taking no water. I don't do drugs. Oh, yeah. I don't do drugs. About, like, you know, the beach. We can go to the beach. What's your name? Rhea. Rhea? Alright, I'm Gerald. Nice to meet you. Can I get your phone number? Yes. Right, I'm going to call you right now. Make sure it's number real. Yeah. I hope this number better be real. real. <laughs> Alright. Excuse me, girl. I know you ready. Huh? I don't let you down. I don't keep you waiting up. Oh. If you throw it at me, I'm gonna knock it up because oh. I don't. I don't pull out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just want to throw you off for a second. Oh. What's your name? Corey. Corey. My name is Gerald. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. 
I'm new to Houston. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah, can I get your phone number? Maybe we can hang out, get something to eat or something. You gonna pay? Yeah, I'll pay. <laughs> okay. There you go. What's your name again? You're a physical, but it's your energy, girl. What's her name? Oh, that's cute. You start that way over there. Yes, ma'am. What's her name, girl? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I got no fear to put you on the pedestal, but are you trusting me? How far are you trying to put me? I'm going to put you as far as you want to go, so fine ass. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I like the way that's Hell yeah, I thought this is the right time to hit your line, so I want to get your phone number and we can hang out or something. Yeah, we can do that. You can do that. You can do that? Yeah. Hell yeah, hold on, let me get my phone out. Say, uh. <laughs> Shit, Kiki. Yeah, where you from? About living in L.A. Okay. Yeah. Alright, uh, hit me up though. Hope we can kick it sometime. Thomas, Mr. Samworth, and, and this is a thing as well, right? Dynamic security. Mr. Samworth, not fucking prick, screw, dickhead. Mr. Samworth, I'm oh. fucking freezing. <laughs> Would you like some bedding, Thomas? Uh, yes, please. Begrudgingly, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it goes off, gets him some bedding. Johnny Boy, the lighter. I've used his name now nearly. Would you like a cup of tea? Yeah. Where's the lighter? Gives me the lighter. Give him a cup of tea. Lots of people wouldn't have done that. De-escalation. Away you go. Quiet night after that. That's a happy ending. Happy ending. But, um, you know, I, he's a guy, again, people would question. If somebody was caught self-harming anywhere in the jail, there would be an alarm bell to alert staff, they would lock people up, and if it was bad enough, they would. a nurse always attends. Any emergency, a nurse attends, then that person might well get moved to healthcare. Myself and KK, one of the nurses, saw him cut his throat, because um, he was pissed off again. I've seen him cut his arm down to wood, you know, six big cuts down to wood because he was pissed off. People had said, did you press a bell? No. By the time Stafford had got there, you know, he'd have either... Being not doing anything, the right thing. And just like who's right for you, as far as women, the right thing for you is what you think. The right woman for you is who you choose, as long as you're choosing a woman and you know what to do to make her right. You're never going to find <clears throat> this this woman that's right. You can't find her. She's not there. Unless she read that you, you know, want a woman like this, and she says, okay, I'm this woman, and she comes over and she's really that woman, okay. But other than that, you can't find her. You have to create her. You have to have a working idea of what you want when you're trying to create something. That's why you need to know all the things you think are important when it comes to a woman if you're looking for the right one.
which all you guys do. All of you guys. I get it all as a man. I can't get, you know, involved. I mean, you know, I can't get hyped up about a, a seven. I got, I be looking for ten. See, y'all be, that's stupid to me, man. The ten is so into herself, she will never let you fuck the shit out of her. The two, she don't even care about herself. What I wanted, and it spits out about a handful of listings, not a lot, because my budget was really low, but my expectations were really high. So um, it gives me this listing for an Airbnb, and it's really nice. It's in a really good location. I'm gonna speak very vaguely about what location it's in because I don't want people to like go um, find this person and harass them, even though they might very well deserve it. <laughs> I don't know that for sure. I have, this is not based off facts. This is completely based off of intuition. And because of that, I'm not gonna put this person on blast. I find this nice listing. The pictures did look a little like straight out of an Ikea catalog. Like they, it looked very, very well decorated. And I just saw stars and was like, you know what, this is perfect. It was only like 200, like a little over $200 for four nights in a really nice part of town. And that should have been red flag number one, okay? So this is the first red flag that I have now ignored about this situation. I go through, I book it, and he doesn't have to respond. He doesn't have to approve it for me to be able to book it. So I book it and, you know, I check that off the list of things that I gotta do today or do that day and I move on. And I get an automated message from him as you do with any Airbnb person saying, hi, thank you for booking. Um, way of handling offenses better than any more energy I would be willing to put into this issue. But I had considered accountability on my part to report the truth so that other people could make more informed decisions before choosing to do business with you in the future. I know that other people have complained about presenting factual information without emotionally charged slander is important in the most effective communication of ideas so i have decided i will report the debacle that happened with our agreement and also share how people can redeem their monies and additional damages in civil suits if need be since i did the research and was prepared to take this course of action there is a third option i consider this am i am promoting the black dollars challenge so people can financially support new era chicago black community organization doing amazing work if you would Donate the $800 you still owe me to them and promote them in your social media twice this month. I will forego publishing a video detailing our interactions concerning the purpose purchase memorandum. If you would like to agree to the third option to help me raise money for New Era Chicago, I can send you an email on some more details for promoting the Black Dollars Challenge on your platforms. Otherwise, I will be working on gathering all the information on the purchase memorandum debacle and publishing a video within a week or two. I figure you will lose. Damn, I clicked off. Hold on, hold on, y'all. I'm getting back. There we go. Comment section. Bam. So, you know, what I mean, with that being said, when your campaign is right. When you, when you got your tools going on, you know, when you're handsome, 
when you're attractive, women going to be attentive to you automatically. Okay? So, you know what I mean? You can, If she's attracted to you, the less work that you got to put in when it comes to campaigning at the bitch. Okay? So, for those of you that are in position, you blessed and work your campaign. And for you niggas that's five deep, ten deep, or whatever, always keep campaigning. And don't ever sit up there, you understand me, and become lazy. Because that's how niggas end up going broke. Being lazy. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Hold on. What's going on, dear? I see you. Let me make sure everybody comments. Thank you, James, for sharing. My website. Appreciate that. For those of you that want to make an appointment with me, what's going on, Slim? Uh, make an appointment with uh, appointment with me. Just put now where I'm just not sure. Where did your uncle live? He live in Seattle, but he comes back and forth out here. He's from Compton. Okay, so your uncle lived in Compton for a while. Yes. Now he lives in Seattle, Washington? Yes. And you believe that he is a member of a blood gang? He might, I don't know, I'm not sure. Okay, do you see him often? No. Have you ever lived with him? No. Have you ever attended or participated in any gang activities? No. Do you currently live in the city of Los Angeles? No. Have you ever lived in the city of Los Angeles? Yes. Approximately what years did you live here? Since 2004 and I would say 2004 to 2007. Okay, from 2004 to 2007? Yes. When you lived in the Los Angeles area during that time period, did you live in the general area of Crenshaw and MLK Boulevard? Yes. You know that you're here to testify about something that happened at Crenshaw and Slauson, correct? Correct. Do you know how far Crenshaw and MLK Boulevard is from Crenshaw and Slauson? Not exactly, but I know it's not too far. Okay, is it walking distance? No. Do you have a sense of how far a mile is or two miles? Do you know distance in those terms? Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, your mother and father didn't teach you that. You know what I mean? I mean, of course your father. Didn't. Your mother didn't teach you that. You know? So you came in the game not knowing how to wear heels. You know what I mean? So, um... I think that every woman, not whole, every woman should know how to wear a pair of heels. That's just my honest opinion. You know, matter of fact, let me ask the fellas. Uh, should every woman, you know what I mean, be able to wear heels, fellas? Let me see what the uh, fellas say in the comment section. Do you like a woman in heels? Let's get some feedback from the fellas. Just let's see what they say. You know? Let's see if we get any fellas that don't like women in heels. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. 
come they coming with it you know what i mean so you know uh ladies it's imperative for you to know how to wear heels you know what i mean i don't know what's wrong with that cool kid dude i don't know who behind that account but whoever behind that account do move kind of like a weirdo i don't know who that is behind that account but you know, this ain't the first time you said gave a weirdo ass answer. I don't know who you are, but and you know, nowadays anybody can learn literature. You can learn literature. A motherfucker could learn literature from the mobs and shit. You understand me through the internet. Uh, appreciate that, pool. Good looking man. Two K seventeen for the five, man. Thank you. You know what I mean. Play our games all the time. Oh man, what's going on? What's going on for them? What's happening, man? What's going on with it? Oh, okay. That's what's happening. Yeah. You you end up killing more enemies by conducting yourself as if you're one of them. And you'll be able to annihilate and abolish, you understand me, your enemy, conducting yourself like the enemy. How do you defeat your enemy? By learning your enemy. You got to learn your enemy. What did they do to us in the Vietnam War? They studied us. They studied our culture. They studied everything about us how we lived our lives on the daily. You have to study them, how they conduct themselves, what they're interested in. You have to do that. Why do you think certain organizations within the city of Chicago, you know what I mean? Uh, the leaders, everybody was sitting over there influencing the young people to go to school. I was wrong, and I'm ready to admit that I was wrong because, ooh, say it, don't say it, but there are girls who are getting online sugar daddies, and that is my favorite type, okay? An online sugar daddy is my favorite type. So, yeah, the girls are getting the online site. This is going to be another one that my loyal subscribers are going to be like, sis, now, sis, you told us. But I told y'all wrong because the next site that I'm going to list is Tinder Gold. Now, it's Tinder, but it's their membership, their gold membership, right? Y'all, girls are, girls are making money. They're making money. You know what, Tinder? I can't front on y'all. Girls are making money with virtual sugar daddies because Tinder for the this month has free membership for Tinder Passport where you can change your location to anywhere in the world for free. Okay, it's April. Do it. Do it because y'all, I cannot even. And you know what? I'm I'm you I'm I'm a mid defeat. Tinder Gold got some money on there. Yeah. And the great thing about Tinder Gold is you don't have... The great thing about Tinder, this is the only thing that I will say would be the best thing about Tinder is you don't have to have long bios, girls. You just have to have bomb pictures. They don't... Tinder... Uh, and like I said before, Tinder... 
we we know what's going on on Tinder. You do not have to have long bios. You just have to be pretty. That's it. Just be pretty, sis. Go on there and be pretty. Be cute. Get your money and be cute. Um. When we liked that, it was like, okay, cool. And then it was like, oh, shit, Manolo Rose wrote the whole record. It was like, all right, what's next? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was confusing. So it was like, and I keep like, I don't care. This is like I said. If he put out some hot shit, I'm going to say it. It's hot. It is what it is. Doodoo. A lot of people don't like doodoo. I kind of like the shit. I hear the shit come on, I sing the record. You know what I mean? But it ain't that hot to me. And it ain't as hot as you portray your image to be. So when, when he was on Hot 97 and they ask him, hey, did you do the thing to McConan? Did you send your, your BSB family to hit McConan? And he says, oh, no, I didn't do that or whatever. You know, in my city, my city loved me the same way Drake get love in Canada. I'm sitting there in such confusion because I'm like, I need to find at least three people that he's talking about. So, now, I've been hearing rumors. I know I bumped into you guys was fame school. You were with fame school. Yeah. You guys were super deep in Austin. But I keep hearing rumors that you guys ran down on OG Mako and his crew. Is that true? I know he was at a performance that he didn't show up at. Yeah, it's true. Um... OG Mako, it was it was really no issues with OG Mako. Like basically, we um when when Manolo put Run Ricky Run out, you know, it was buzzing through the city and it just started going like through the states and people got whiff of it. And I guess OG Mako fans got whiff of it and they started saying that Run Ricky Run sounded like OG Mako's record, fuck him three times. But we never heard the record. Like we it never touched New York for us to hear it, to yeah. even bite it. So we never really paid attention to it when people were saying it. But I think the This event happened to me about two months ago. The event and those involved never officially resolved. I now know that this was a stupid decision on my part, and although I probably won't stop hacking anytime soon, nor will I quit using the deep web or Tor to access it, I will never again attempt to take another hacker's work because as I learned, that is not a good idea no matter how skilled you may be. To give you some backstory, I'm a 17-year-old male, currently a senior in high school. Ever since my freshman year, I took a real interest in coding, which led me quickly down the road of computers to hacking. Through my high school career, I became quite skilled in writing script, coding, and programming. This allowed me to make the internet my personal playground. By the end of my junior year, I was so well known in my school for hacking that I usually made a monthly visit to our IT office where they would usually accuse me of some website I had tampered with or a student I had pranked but there was never enough evidence for them to do anything. I eventually started to get paid for writing script for others or hacking into accounts or locked folders and eventually I became bored with this and started exploring new ways to become better and more powerful. I had known of Tor for a long time and had even used it once or twice but had never really thought of it as a tool for hacking. This all changed in my senior year though, in high school, and I began exploring more and more into Tor and the deep web. It was full of opportunity and tools I could use to take my hacking to a new level. One of the things I enjoyed most was the utter lack of censorship and government monitoring along with the anonymity. I was nonetheless careful though, always running tales and disabling my flash player and scripts. 
Tor provided me with a hacker's breeding ground. There were forums where I could learn from other hackers and a whole unrestricted lot of sites which you could tamper with or hack with no backlash as long as you knew what you were doing. And I did. Wanting to continue to expand my capabilities of hacking, I set about to build a botnet, which for those of you who don't know, is a collection of computers under the control of a hacker, remotely, without the owner's knowledge. It was about a month into my use of Tor and the deep web for hacking, when I set out to build a botnet. With what seemed like a miracle, I stumbled upon a site on the deep web titled Botnets for Rent. Now, I knew I would never rent one, as that would cost far too much, but maybe I could steal one, I thought. Before this, all I had done on the deep web was hack and take down illegal and perverted sites I stumbled upon for practice. But stealing a botnet was a whole new level. I knew it could be done, but I just wasn't sure I could do it. At first glance, it seemed like an impossible task, far too complicated for me. But after a week of intensive prep and research, I was ready to move. I took my laptop to the public library one Tuesday after school, and I hooked it up to their internet connection and booted up Tor, making sure I was taking all the precautions to protect my identity. Within five minutes, I was on the site that contained my target botnet. I had carefully selected what looked like a weak target. It was a very small botnet with a hacker owning it that seemed not to know too much about the trade and seemed like a perfect, easy target. I set about my work, and soon enough, I was home with a brand new botnet. After about a week of using the botnet for various purposes, it suddenly wasn't there anymore. I no longer had the controls. The Trojan virus I had been using to control the computers in the botnet was gone. It was as if it had never been on my computer in the first place. It was weird, but I dismissed it as something that I'd done wrong, and I just lost it. That night, I was texting my friends about our plans when I got a message from a hidden number. It read, I found you. Irritated, thinking it was one of my brother's friends pulling a prank, I texted back. The conversation went like this. I found you. Fuck off. I wouldn't say that if I were you. That is, if you value your computer. I don't know who you are, but I know my brother put you up to this. So for the last time, fuck off. 8, 8, C, 7, 2, E, 3, 6, Y, 6, 4, 1, J. How the hell did you know my computer password? I am not here to discuss details, but instead to warn you. Never mess with things again, or you will wish you had never been born. And don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Lucky for you, I was able to retrieve my botnet. After this, I didn't reply. I didn't know what to do. It wasn't like I could call the cops. Botnet were illegal in the first place, so stealing one was definitely a problem and something the cops wouldn't take kindly to. I decided the best course of action was to just ignore the hacker and beef up my computer security. About four days later, I got curious though and decided I wanted to know who this guy was. That night, I attempted to trace his computer as I still knew where the botnet site was. After some digging, I was able to pull his IP from a message he had posted to the chat feed on the site. 
After some more work, I traced him back to an address I won't disclose, but I'll say it was in northern Canada. After finding this and looking into who the owner could be online for about an hour, I came up empty-handed. I wrote down the address and I closed my laptop, deciding to figure it out later. Two days went by with no further progress into who the person could be. It was Friday afternoon and the final bell had just rung to let school out. I was walking down the hall talking to my best friend when my phone hit lit up. It was a call from a hidden number. Instantly, I must have looked shocked because she asked if I was okay. I said yeah and that I had to take this. I answered and said hello. For a second, there was no reply. Then, all of a sudden, I heard a voice say, Tracking me, huh? That might not be too good for your health. Then, he started to read off what at first seemed like random letters and numbers, until it hit me. He was reading my license plate number. I suddenly took off running for the student parking lot. My best friend who had been watching my panic build the entire conversation took off after me to see what was up. I'm a cross-country runner and I reached the lot in no time. As I approached my car at a sprint, I saw a deep green car all of a sudden peel away. I unlocked my car and floated out of there after this car. My friend watched me fly out of the parking lot in pure confusion. Now, even though I made it out of the parking lot quite fast, There were already several cars between me and the green car, and he slipped away without a problem. Irritated, I drove home. As I parked my car, I got out and I noticed something. There was a note that had been sitting on the window under the wipers. It read, This is your last chance to stop snooping. Under this, it had my address, phone, and all my passwords to various websites and social media accounts. I was stunned, but more angry than anything. That night, I had a long talk trying to explain to my friend what had happened. She urged me to tell someone, but at this stage, it had gone too far, and I knew law enforcement, they wouldn't help, and neither would my parents. I decided to stop digging, and I revived no more harassment. It's been two months now, and nothing has happened. Now, I know I was technically the instigator in this situation, and I know that some people may view hacking as wrong, but still, that was quite a scary experience. I'm at least glad that the person, whoever he may have been, had at least some morals not to take things any further than that. However, I still wonder, what was he hiding so much that he would go to that extent to stop my prying? It doesn't make any sense because it was just a simple botnet. In my mind, there has to be more. A lot more. But I guess I'll never know. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Well, I hope you enjoyed the video guys. And you know what? I really don't enjoy computer jokes. Not one bit. Get it? Bit, as in computer, bit. (laughs) I guess that one was for the tech savvy, right guys? (laughs) Ah well. (laughs) Uh, Thanks again to the Hive member that bravely shared their story for us all here. And I hope you're doing well. 
I further chance to have your story feature in a video, you can send your story to my email which is in the description below. And as always, keep them coming guys as this channel relies upon your stories to continue. Also, please do me a favour and just state in your email what your story is about in the description and also provide me with a short written statement of consent just so that I can be above board with everything. And please change any names if you don't want particular names to be shared. As always guys, it would be awesome if you could like, share, comment and subscribe if you're new. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for updates throughout the week. You can also catch me on my second channel, all of which have links in the description below. Thanks for always tuning in and for all the love and support and I'll see you mates in the next one. Like nothing other than the problem solver. I'm big enough, capable enough to accommodate you in your era. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, you got to be big like that. You don't have to be. You can be small and say you should have never left and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And that ain't going to get you nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Simple said Gorgeous Trade was cold, but he can't mess with Andre Taylor. Ain't no question about it. Malik, hey, Dre. Have you read Meditations by Mark? Oh, so I haven't read that. What is, what is it? Hold on, you're going fast. I haven't read that. Charles Davis says, how do you leave your wife and kids when the... Come here. Down. Down right there. Sit. Stop it. Stay. You want trouble? Sorry, you guys. She's, she's the doorbell. How do you leave your wife and kids when the reason is dumb? Because your wife is unruly, you're just not... Forgot that shit <laughs> that quick. If you are what your father is, right? Yeah. Jacob and Esau, then your father got to be a black man. Esau got to be a black... His father got to be a black man. Right or wrong, Polite? Because the father is black. So just because they've been separated in the womb, that don't change the fact that the father was still black and you used the semen of the father. So you, so yeah, they separated them in the womb, but he's still born from the semen of his father. Makes sense. So the white man is also a black man. It's white right. Right. So they so-called white man, Esau, they say, nah, but God separated them in the womb. Okay, but he ain't separate the sperm, nigga. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he separated them in the womb, but he still offered that same sperm, the same semen of Jacob. So come on, that's crazy. That's completely nuts. And then they would change it all around. You see, but that's their logic. That's it. So it's when you're dealing cool. with their logic, they change that shit up when you catch them in, when you catch them out there. You no, know, the problem is. We be asking the questions they never considered before. And they just That's what it is. They <laughs> shit up on the spot. And then mm -hmm. they come back and recorrect it. 
or they stand on it knowing it don't make no sense. And I'd be like, come on, man. Like that 12 tribe thing. Come on, man. We know you letting people join your organization and you don't got no real reason to understand who's of what tribe. You just letting people. All right, y'all, your boy's back. Welcome to Correctional Officer Stories with Steve. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another splendous video, uh, episode, whatever you want to call it, bringing you some more content. Thank you for continuing to rock with me. All my subscribers, we're almost at 400. We're like four or five away. That's big for me. I'm super excited about that. Um, got the old Cardinals hat on. They lost today. They need work. Kyler Murray needs work. He's young. He's a rookie. Um, I think we'll get there. We'll, I hope we'll see the Sun Devils one Friday night. Huge win against Cal. They were number 15. Cal was. Now the Devils are going to move back into the top 25. Let's get into the, today's video, y'all. Let's talk about um, being in shape as a correctional officer. Is it a good idea? Probably. So, you got two types, right? You got correctional officers that are squared away, and then you have correctional officers that don't give a shit. And you know how you can tell they don't give a shit? Their uniform is a mess, and they're way, 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 way overweight. Do you think inmates notice stuff like that? Sure they do. No one else, I did. How many people you piss off would have told you that? With all the shit you said about me and my family. But I don't look out for you though. And I could go on to another, a number of other people and implicate a whole bunch of other people but I ain't about to do that. I can say a whole bunch of other stuff about situations that I don't go on the internet about, but I call him directly. Shit that he probably even forgot, because when I hear people talk like that, I say, damn, you know what? He forgot a lot of stuff. He only know what he do for me. He don't remember the things I do for him. That's how people are, you know? They remember everything they do for you to justify actions like this. But I would have to jog his memory and say, bro, you know, a lot of the stuff that I do when I come through for you, I just don't go on the internet. I ain't the type. Even when I be wanting to bang on people, I be like, yo, I'm about to bang on this person, sir. Yo, he hit me up. Yo, when you about to do it? Y'all, give me two more days. Got to finish up this program that I'm working on. Yo, you know, by next week, because I don't want to enter, I don't want to have this going on while I'm doing my campaign for the program I got going on. Then after a while, it just leave my spirit. I'm like, yeah, I know, man. Oh, you scared? I'm like, yo, I ain't scared, bro. It's just sometimes I, I just lost my vigor for it because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. And I got to get to this bag. The money's always going to be there polite. But I'm like, nah, it ain't going to be there if I get caught up in this confusion. And I be telling Sal, every time you got a major program, Sarnetta, every time you got a major program, you know what happens? Somebody comes out with some scandalous stuff about you. Or they start that crazy. Yeah, I, saw, I remember that point. You got to remember the point I was making before I when I was talking about salvation? 
I'm being like Dove, reading, reading the messages and, and forgetting. <laughs> Can you be lost as a man in your mid-30s? I had some experience that has me so uncertain. Can you be lost? Uh, unpack being lost. What do you mean by being lost? Unpack that for me. What do you mean by that? Being lost. Oh, okay. Thank you, Stephen. I was saying that I wouldn't say that folks, because they gang banging police or whatever, I wouldn't say that nobody doesn't love God. Because somehow there's an idea because people are involved in certain lifestyles or whatever that they don't love God. You know what I'm saying? But what I will say is that they don't love him the way God requires to be loved. The relationship is not predicated on how you want to love him. The relationship is predicated on how he wants to be loved. Do you understand? That's the difference. So that's what people get mixed up. Oh, I love God. I love God. I believe you do. But do you love him the way he requires to be loved? Right? Because the relationship... Let's not do business. I disagreed. But nevertheless, he said, you're backing out on me. You don't deserve anything. I said, for my time and effort, I do deserve something. I deserve the 50-50 split like we agreed. So there was approximately, again, this man has said on all platforms that I've stole, I've scammed, and I've been a fraud. I want to show you all to any rational, impartial mind, there is no way you will see, feel, or think that I stole from this man a dime when I'm done talking in the next two minutes. Listen, there was $69,000 of revenue, approximately. He was advanced $20,000. That's $49,000. Mind you, what I'm talking about is him saying I stole $50,000 of his, right, from this account in which we brought in conference revenue. So it was 69,000 in revenue. He's agreed to that, he said it online. He got an advance for $20,000. He's also agreed to that online. There were refunds of $22,000. That's documented. There were merchant fees of $2,000. So now we're at 69 minus 20 advance, that's 49. Minus 22 of refunds. That's 27 minus 2,000 merchant fees. That's 25. There were $11,000 of his Facebook ads. His 20,000 went towards that. So we'll just call the Facebook ads a wash. He got 11,000 towards his Facebook ads from the 20 we gave him. And he got another eight.
600 in my account when I came home. Again, I'm leaving young. I'm thinking that's money. Right. I'm thinking that's money. Like, I'm really thinking I got at least two, three months worth of money. Man, they started saying this was this much, this was that much. I said, what the inflation? Fuck. I was broke within three days. So, I was stressed. My mom was like, I'm not babying you. You got to go get a job, da 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 I wasn't hearing that. Long story short, this what kind of, this what did it to me. I just started gambling, you know, getting lucky, coming out two, three bands every day, whatever, and I started getting on my feet. But I was into bad stuff, but I wasn't robbing. But this what really got me. I got locked up for a robbery I didn't do. Wow. How long after you got out? Two months. Mm. And <clears throat> I didn't know it was only two months I'd been home till I was right back on Rikers Island. I said, fuck. Were you, were you on probation then? Or? I was on parole. Okay. I said, fuck. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. Les Brown's a motivational speaker. He made an analogy about this. He says, imagine you're on your deathbed, and standing around your deathbed are the ghosts representing your unfulfilled potential. The ghost of the ideas you never acted on. The ghost of the talents you didn't use. And they're standing around your bed, angry, disappointed, and upset. They say, we, we came to you because you could have brought us to life, they say. And now we have to go to the grave together. So I ask you today, how many ghosts are going to be around your bed when your time comes? You've, invest, you, you've invested a lot in your education and people have invested in you. And let me tell you, the world needs your talents, man, does it ever. I just got back from Africa like two days ago, so if I'm rambling on, it's because I'm jet lagged. I just got back from South Africa. It's a beautiful country, but there are places there with terrible poverty that need help. And Africa is just the tip of the iceberg. The Middle East needs your help. Japan needs your help. Alabama needs your help. Tennessee needs your help. Louisiana needs your help. Philadelphia needs your help. The world... The world needs a lot, and we need it from you. We really do. We need it from you. The thing 
Danny G's not normal. He was laid the other way. Mm. So there's seven screws on his legs and one on his shoulders. Mm. So I must have spent at least 10 seconds with the brush trying to get rid of Debray, and he's trying to get up yeah. already. Okay. So I'm on his shoulders with a lad called Gilly. Um, he's a Yorkshireman like myself and a rugby player, so obviously he's up for it. So he looks up at us because everyone's now realising that actually they're not on his head. And he said something like, you dirty screwed bastards coming in when I'm asleep. Yeah. And now realisation is really sinking in <laughs> because he's trying to get up and he's probably nine or ten staff. So a couple of lads are out of there now. Yeah. They've got scared. I'd, listen, I'm focusing on his head and him trying to get up. Yeah. yeah. The pl- imagine, imagine this is the bed he's laid on. So this yeah. is three inch shy. So Gilly has, has got his wrist over the edge mm. and he's got his full weight on it trying to bend his wrist in some sort of lock. Yeah. Not a chance. It's not moving. He's still trying to get up. I don't know what happened next, Sean. It was one of those, like when you're a kid and you're all running and pushing each other out of the way, yeah, to get out of the cell door. I, you're laughing now. I, I can't exactly describe. I was one of the last, but I'm I'm facing in the cell. The last man out who's facing me. What you thinking about? So he's talking and I'm like, He's like, your name Katrina. I'm like, yeah. He's like, like the hurricane. I'm like, like the person, but sure. So he's like, oh, um, you like a category five. And so we're playing this game. So I'm like, it's more like a category seven. Like, it's not a game. So he's like, oh, we could leave now. We could leave now. I'm like, what's your problem? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, no. So where he's saying that, but I'm thinking he's joking. So I'm like, ha, 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 you burnt out. Like, you're burnt out. But I'm saying this jokingly, like, you're burnt out. But no, seriously, like, you're burnt out. So, um, we get, we finally get back to the car. Not to mention what he does on the way to the car. So some girls are walking out of whatever little puffs and petals, the little store that's right there. And the girl, she was looking cute. Like, for real, she was looking cute. Like, cause it was her birthday. She's thick. She got her dress on. So he, I'm, we're, I'm trying to walk back to the car. Like that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to go back to the car, like so I could get home. So he's like, he stops the second the girl come out. Oh, happy birthday! Oh, you look beautiful. And then he's like, oh, look, can we take a picture? Oh, send me the picture. And I'm like. What is your problem? Like, can we go? Like, what's going on? And then the girls who he's talking to, they over here, he ha hi. Like, this is my nigga, and you're flirting with him. We did. Gucci, out of all of them, is the most popular as far as being bootleg. So when you create this thing where people don't want to wear Gucci, now people ain't going to buy the bootleg. So now you slow down the bootleg market on Gucci. We get that out the way. Could they get bootleg crazily? They're one of the number one uh, luxury clothing companies or clothing brands that get bootlegged. So now what you've done, you've created an opportunity for them to slow down the bootleg market because what black people look like buying the bootleg Gucci when everybody's saying, don't buy no bootleg Gucci, don't buy no Gucci. Because black people could buy the bootleg more than they could buy the expensive one. And now you're on a fill away when I say that. Black people are not buying. Gucci is for wealthy people. You may have something to wear on the weekend to go to the club. You may have four or five articles of clothing you worked on within the last year or two. But it's not the type of thing that you're buying day to day unless you're wealthy.
And if you're buying it that much and you live in the projects <clears throat> or you lower income or have a median income of 50 grand less, 60 grand less, 80 grand less, you shouldn't be buying in the first damn place because you can't afford it even if you bought it. So let's, that's what I mean by it. So I'm not shitting on black people, but you know, the people that can buy Gucci quite consistent, the people buy the fake one, right? And so we want to get them out of here. So now you done eliminated the bootleg market. And then what you're doing is you're redirecting sales to the other ones to draw more attention. So now people are starting to buy Balenciaga more and St. Laurent more in the room, stabbing each other. And I had him on the ground and he was like, man, if this is what you came for, man, you can get this, man. You ain't had to come in here like this, you could. So I ended up letting him up and we ended up talking. And man, he, he, he broke me off. You know, he gave me what I came in there for. I ain't take it all, but I didn't get it the way I went in there to get it. You know, I tried to uh, just go in there and take it from him. You know, he put up so so much of a fight, man, and I, he, and I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't want no more. <laughs> he stabbed me. I ain't. <laughs> I ain't want no more. I was ready when he said, man, you can get it. I was glad that he said that. You know, I I'm bleeding, you know. But, you know, that's what uh, actually got me, you know, on that track of robbing people in prison, you know. And it taught me a little something that I can't just pull it out and not use it. If I pull it out, I gotta use it. You know, that was my mistake. I learned from it. And, you know, like I said, I'm not glorifying it, but it taught me that when I pull it out, to use it. And that's what I started doing. Whenever I pulled it out, I used it. If I won't gonna use it, I won't gonna pull it out. Got a good run. But at the end of the day, you know what I mean, when the pressure is on and these niggas buckle, it just go to show you what type of motherfuckers they is. See, if Kiko come at me and say, yeah, Freeze, uh, you better, uh, I don't give a fuck what it is. You know what I mean? I got some things I done, I done did that I ain't proud of, you know what I mean, that I don't broadcast, or, but whatever it is, the worst thing I ever did in my life, if, Kiko, if Kiko finds that out and say, yeah, Freeze, yeah, I done found your secret out, man, uh, and I got proof, I got evidence right here, your secret, man, uh, if you don't do what I want you to do, you know what I mean? If you don't put these puppet strings, attach them to your arms and legs and, and mouth and, and, and everything like that, and, and you don't bow down to me, basically, uh, yeah, I'm going to expose your secret, man, so you better cooperate with me. He's just going to have to come with it. All right. Come with it.
because I can't cooperate with Kiko in no type of way. I can't compromise myself in no type of way. I got too much love for myself and too much love for the game. See, <laughs> like I said, it's, it's really disappointing. For Complex News, I'm Hanuman Welch. Idaho Department of Correction officials announced that Thursday, hundreds of inmates had successfully hacked their apparently vulnerability-laden system to boost their JPay accounts. What's a JPay account, you might be asking? Since 2002, JPay has been quietly moving into prisons across the country, first by providing quicker and pricier ways for family members to send money to loved ones behind bars, and by providing limited email systems in prisons via tablet. JPay spokesperson Jade Trombetta hit ABC News with a statement claiming they were, quote, proud to give inmates access to their money transfer, of course, for a cut, education, and entertainment services. While the vast majority of individuals use our secure technology appropriately, we are continually working to improve our products to prevent any attempts at misuse. Trombetta, in reference to the apparent hack, said Thursday that all told, just shy of $230,000 was spread across 365 inmates' JPay accounts via intentional, not accidental, actions. Which I say good. JPay is part of a long list of third-party contractors who make billions of dollars every year by profiteering off both inmates and their families by marking up everything from phone calls to food in the commissary to clothing and emails. Specifically, JPay charges fees as high as 35%, 45% in some states for families to send money to their incarcerated loved ones. Remember that the US imprisons the largest percentage of its population out of any country on the planet. At the tail end of 2016, there were about 2.2 million people behind bars in the US, which amounts to a nationwide... What's up, y'all? It's KT, Las Vegas Shark. Putting it down for my city one time now. Before we even get started, I want to send shouts out to DJ Ghost. The only nigga in the Vags doing this shit. Paved the way for everybody to do their thing. So I want to send shouts out to Ghost, man. If you see this, a nigga want to network with you and holla at you, man. For now. Since we on the subject, we talking about the city. It would be a beautiful thing if the city could come together in certain aspects to benefit our cause. Whether it be from music, whether it be from fashion, or whether it be just neighborhood situations that could be worked out. Now, when it comes down to Vegas, we are a very hateful city. And one thing I've been noticing, because I've been doing this shit, doing my little research or whatnot, and I've been looking at all different cities and how they can seem to come together and network. You got every nigga in Chicago blowing up right now, whether it be from rapping or better yet, back to this blogging shit. 
So with that being said, I really felt like I should do this to make niggas aware about the fact that we are the only city that I know of that cannot come together to save our life. Now, last video, I gave y'all that gang shit. Most of the hatred that we have as a city all resorts because of neighborhood situations. And I feel like if you pass the age of fucking 30, you need to be moving past that shit and thinking a way to get some money. So, I'm on here talking my little shit or whatever. Like I said, this is a channel. Y'all can hit a nigga on YouTube, give a nigga some feedback on how y'all feel about things. And let me know if you got any ideas. Wanna sh send shouts out? All the cousin ain't gonna say no names. But the nigga put it in my mind, nigga, it's Vegas versus everybody. Period. You got so many different cities that come here and think that they can take over and dominate. And at the end of the day, it really shouldn't be about that. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, my daughter beside me, but uh, anyway. If any of y'all have oh. solutions or motherfucking suggestions, I would love for you guys to visit my channel. Like I said, I'm doing this shit for y'all. Anybody got any ideas? Any subjects you would like me to talk about? You can get on me on Facebook. Now, I really don't too much like to push shit out there. So once I redo my motherfucking Facebook, I will make it to where I have a page just for my followers. Don't really have no followers right now because of the way my shit got hooked up the last time, fucked up the title or whatnot. But you can still go on YouTube, type in T Sharp, Las Vegas Sharp, and my motherfucking video should pop up. So. With this being said, I'm not really going to take too much more time because I need got shit to do. But just wanted to stop through and give y'all another video or whatnot. So, peace, love, all my G-Boys, Westside, Gerson Park, Aliyah, Whack Earth. I'm out.
Growing up, I had dreams and aspirations, but always felt like the kid that didn't fit in. For the most part, I wasn't a bad kid, but when I made the transition into adulthood, I turned to the streets for guidance. This led to getting locked up in juvenile hall, doing time at CYA, and eventually a 120-month sentence in federal prison. I had a lot of time to think and reflect during my federal sentence. So I share with you what I learned, hoping I can positively influence someone else's life with prison talk. What's up, everybody? Big Hurt, Prison Talk, and tuned into another episode. Got OG Badger here with me. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Go check out the website, FreshOutSeries.com. And um, if you want to do some private consulting, hit us up at FreshOutSeries at gmail.com. Now, we get a lot of questions, but, you know, some of these questions are kind of, like, redundant. But I had a question for Badger because, you know... He lived life in prison from a different perspective, so it's always good to have another man's perspective. And um, I want to ask him, so what do you do if disrespected? What do you not do in a chow hall? And what do you as far as expect as far as respect from other, other inmates in prison? All right, so okay. The joint's really fucked up, so, because me and you got a problem, you disrespected me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to deal with it right there. Uh, we deserve that, that, uh, that um, pat on the, I don't even know what you would call it. We just deserve it, right? We deserve that respect, I guess. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so, in... The facility, when I first started working at uh, Lewis facility, right, we had a lot of AB um, guys on our yard. Um, we had a couple, we had pretty much, we had a step-down program, right? So all the heads of the races were in this step-down program. They all had jobs back in ACI. Um, they did various things like painting. They did a lot of painting, a lot of buffing the floor, of floors up in admin, um, rebuilding fence, anything you can think of that was labor related, they did that. Now, <clears throat> we had two of the highest ranking AB members um, on our yard out at Lewis. And um, this is back in like 2011. Um, two of the highest ranking AB members in the state of Arizona. Obviously, I'm not going to put any names out there, but um, I used to see on the rec field. Um, it used to happen a lot where they would check a lot of the new the newbies coming in, right? So they'd check them. It'd be a quick check. Um, it might be an elbow or a... You ready to do? She said, I like that. You speak with a lot of confidence. You just know you about to have me, huh? And see, when she said that, instantly I already know you about to be my bitch. This about to be my bitch. This is about to be my woman. I'm about to have her. Because if you abhorred my lifestyle, the moment that you sat up there and found out that I was the pimping and I was in the lifestyle, you would have got the fuck up out of my room. 
because you would have seen me as the devil and you would have been gone. But now you're laughing. Now you're smiling. You know what I mean? I said no. And, and then I said, just to let you know, um, you know, a friend of mine was a blessing to me. You know, this room and all of that, I can't afford to stay here. A friend is just being a blessing to me because we like brothers. But I can't afford to stay here. I just got out of prison. You know, I don't have anything. I don't have nothing. Nothing but this gang. So in our actuality, I still got everything. She said, well, you keep saying the game. What is that? And I began to define everything. And, you know, I mean, told her that I didn't have anything. And it was as if, you know, me telling her that I didn't have anything motivated her to be with me. So a lot of times when you guys be doing all that fake it till you make it shit, you end up blowing the bitch and losing the bitch simply because you didn't keep it real. Like, I know this nigga don't believe this shit that he's saying. He can't believe this shit that he's saying. Put this shit behind him and focus on getting some money together. This man had police walk up on him and you know that. Johnny knows all this. He know that Kiko called the W Hotel. He might not know all the details because Kiko didn't post the whole phone conversation. But the nigga was telling them people like, you, you seen what Sinful said on his live last night. You know, he called them people and, and, and told them that, you know, Sinful is a, uh, you know, he's a, he's a uh, uh, registered sex offender and all this old shit. And he'd be up there making videos all the time and he'd be uh, up there trying to recruit women and young girls and all this old shit. This nigga told the people at the W that. So when they seen Sinful there, the police show up. The man could have went to jail. So basically because of something that Kiko said and did, the result of that was the police being in Sinful business. You know what I mean? Now fortunately for Sinful, because he's so blessed, he ended up not, you know, having no trouble behind that situation. But he can't even do what he liked to do. He liked to go to the W and sit by the pool and make his videos. He can't. You know, my little man from the project younger than me, he had a beef with this dude named Twin in Attica. You know, imagine he did his thing in there and... Well, who's Twin? Twin, twin is, 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 is... From the Bronx? Nah, nah, he from Brooklyn. He from Brooklyn there. What? I can't, I can't think of his government name. Oh yeah, Manny, Manny. Name is Manny. Twin, it's two, two brothers, twin. They can boss three dudes and shit. There's my peoples and shit. You know what I'm saying? But he had crossed the line, twin. When he, cause, uh, one thing I am, I'm protective of anybody from around the way that comes to prison. When I was up to any of these dudes from this area, Marcy, Santa, yo, I'm with them 100%. You know, even if they was younger than me, you know, I'm going to be, once I find, yo, these some dudes, they said they from around your way. Where they at? Yo, you all right, shorty? So anyway, Madge is way younger than me. So make a long story short, I think 
who was dealing with some currency or something. But anyway, Twin tried to hit Madge in a mess or in Attica. He chased Madge. Hold on, keep talking loud. You start whispering like there's somebody over here. Oh, yeah. Okay, now, um, Majesty and Twin, they had a little disagreement and shit, you know what I'm saying, I think it was over some financial thing, but anyway, make a long story short, Majesty from my project, younger than me, and I always like, dudes come through the system that I know from 206 area, my area, I zip code 11206, um, I usually like, I ain't gonna say I put them under the weed, but I make sure no harm will come to them if I could, if I could help it. And I could help it. Twin had chased Majesty and Attica mess. I honestly say that nobody never died behind me stabbing nobody. But I had my share of stabbings. You know, I got into a fight or I got into an argument or whatever. Once you pull them out, you got to use them. Ain't no sense of pulling them out if you ain't gonna use them. So I actually used them. I went in the cell with guys. Guys were offering me to come in the cell. We're coming in my cell. We're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. <laughs> Man, you ain't had to ask me twice. I was already in there. That was my lifestyle in there. You know, at least the beginning of my bit, which I, I look back on now. And I'm gonna actually say, man, I was living reckless. You know, I don't glorify that. Yeah, it got, it got me, it got me the respect that I was looking for. You know, the same respect that my uncles had. I've developed a reputation on my own. Now that I look back on it, man, it's, you know, it was nothing, man. It's nothing. You know, the reputation I, I want now, being out here in society now, Giving it, you know, having given this second chance. I want a reputation of somebody who's a hard worker, man, that came out here and doing right by his family, you know, friends, those who looked out for him while he was in. But he came out, they did shook ones, and I was like, yo, son, I gotta retract my statement. <laughs> he sounds like he's talking from the yeah. grave, like uh, this nigga is killing it. Uh, but the crazy thing about it is that. I kept telling Pone, yo, I want you to go solo, just be solo. He was like, uh, kept saying, yo, my man, my man Poppy. Uh, so I'm, I was hating. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know that nigga. Fuck the nigga. Uh, and I'm thinking like, yo, this, we got to split this shit up three ways now. Uh, <laughs> I'm just keeping it ring. So then boom. When I, when he, we go to meet him at Queens Plaza. When I saw who it was, this is crazy. I was like, this nigga? Because how I met him, I met Pone from my projects. But I met Nori before I even met Pone. Uh, I heard Pone's name around the hood, but you gotta remember, I had a record out. I done left the hood when Pone was, you know, letting this thing, letting doing what he was doing. So I met Nori before Pone because Nori has a sister who uh, she kept saying, yo, you know, she was like, yo, every time I see you, you be on some positive. She was like, yo, I need you to talk to my little brother. <laughs> so one day, she brought me, that's this my man mom's right there. Uh, she brought me to her, her little brother. So when she brought she actually I went to her crib. Uh, I think y'all was on the fifth floor or something. Yeah. Fourth, uh, fifth floor. Yeah. So we go up in the fifth floor and he comes out in the hallway and she's like, talk, talk to him please, he keep getting in trouble. So when he came out in the hallway, positive he me, watch your mouth. He came <laughs> <laughs> Cue your best campaign. Not the car, it's nice to have a nice car. 
It's nice to have a nice house. It's nice to have a nice chain and ring and some money. But your best campaign that's going to help you to obtain and maintain is you. You are your best campaign. So that means that we can't put no drugs in our body. That means that we can't eat certain things that hinder us from manifesting our greatness. You know what I mean? Uh, to having the best physicality. You know what I mean? Certain things, certain foods. You know what I mean? It's contrary to having the best mentality. So as a man think it, you know what I mean? So is he. So, you know, we need to work on our bodies. We need to work on our minds. You know what I mean? So our energy can be right. And so when we make ourselves and carry ourselves like a trophy, you know, and when that woman, you know, is ready to have sex and we're able to do something that most guys can't do in that situation, which is deny her for the fornication that she's offering, then you have already obtained and maintained a residence in that woman's mind because you produced a behavior that this woman has never seen. You need to stop accepting the cards that are dealt to you and you utilize the game to change the hand. You need to change the hand. Don't accept the cards that's dealt to you. Change the hand. You know what I mean? And you do that by not being regular and familiar like every other man, but doing something different. Saying something different. You know, and you can only... They should know better than anybody that God don't like ugly with their ugly ass. <laughs> ugly inside and out. And see, Simp and Lie, like I said, he another motherfucker. You know what I mean? We'll be out and about. He'll be like, he'll, he'll just say shit and he think he being funny. But as I think about it in retrospect, the nigga was always serious. You know what I mean? Yeah, this nigga freeze. Oh, light-skinned, buff-ass nigga. You know what I mean? Uh, turning hoes down and shitting on hoes. You know what I mean? And me, you know, I can't get action like him. You know, my ugly black ass. Woo, woo, woo. He think this shit is funny. But really, he telling the truth about himself. He an insecure, dusty-ass nigga. You know what I mean? But again, like I said, my problem is I like rooting for the underdog. Simply lied is another motherfucker that's the underdog. You know what I mean? It have been times where he been down and out and don't know what to do with his life no more and don't even know if he should keep hanging on to his life. Who encouraging him? You know what I mean? Some of y'all done seen me in videos before where he in the comment section and I'm telling everybody in the comment section, hey, y'all, tell Simply Lie to drink some water. You know what I mean? Now he saying and understand what I speak is the truth and there's no BS. This isn't fronting for the cameras. This is who I am with a little bit more uh a little bit more of a PG thirteen version of me. Why? Because I'm on a platform that I guess I do want to build my platform. But if you know me from the streets and stuff like that, don't get it messed up. You know, I, I am, um, I'm a, I'm a, I am a street dude, but I'm very respectful. I'm very humble. You know, I'm easy to get along with. And uh, a lot of people show me love in and out of, you know, in and out of the jail system on the streets, my loved ones, a lot of people respect me, you know, because they understand what I've been through. 
and they understand why I have such a, a low tolerance for BS. So yeah, man, hopefully you, you kept on rocking to this video. Let's get into it, man. I want to tell you guys the top three things, the must-dos, man, of prison life. The, the 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 things you the rules the top three rules that you do not want to break you do not want to catch yourself breaking these top three rules all right now if you've been a, to the prison system and you've been to some real real serious uh facilities and camps hit that comment hit that like button hit that share button and let people know what I speak is at bank camp and shit. We're renegade bitches. You are one time, uh, one time in bank camp ass uh, niggas, man, sitting over there fellowshipping with renegades. Niggas is playing Uno with renegades. Niggas is over here playing chess with renegades and shit. Niggas getting tattoos for renegades. Niggas smoking weed with renegades. Bitch been on the motherfucking fig blade. Bitch been on all on the E14. The E14 didn't have her. Fig didn't have her. Washington and Kilbourne didn't have her. You understand me? Chef Highway didn't have her. Everybody that had this bitch, man. Hazel Crump didn't have her. Oh, they didn't all have her, man. You know what I'm saying? And they sit up there. All of these motherfucking blazed and had this bitch. And you smoking weed with her, sharing the mother. Man, you niggas is pathetic, man. You know what I mean? Girl, yeah, girl trip. Nigga having girl trips with these bitches and shit, man. You know what I mean? Hold on. Matter of fact, this is what these niggas is doing with these hoes. Hold on. Stay right there. I'm going to show you what these niggas is doing with these hoes. I'm a, this is exactly what these niggas is doing with these motherfucking hoes. I'm about to show you. Hold on. Give me one second. This is you niggas, man. This is the type of niggas that we got in the game today. Stories and telling lies, that's trash. All right, hold on. Peace, peace and black power family. What's your name and where you calling from? I'm calling out of Cincinnati. It's Trey. What's going on, Trey, out of Cincinnati? What's happening? Hey, man. I've been for uh, Brother Polite got me introduced to the whole little conscious movement. And he was banging on the beat, saying a cockazoid this, cockazoid that. The only problem that I got with Polite, because I was watching that brother three bad, we talked on the phone. If you can remember, but I know he talks to a lot of people. But... All right, let's stay with the topic, the though. Let's stay, let's stay with the topic, too, brother. We're going to stay on topic. Okay, okay. this is the topic. This is the topic okay. because it's about lying and things like that. This yeah. is the topic I'm about to hit you with. As I was about to say, the only I, I want to know why he's taking pictures with these white girls <laughs> and, 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 you know, and them pictures dealing with the, with the beast and he's supposed to be banging on them. It's supposed to be a black movement. That's not the topic, but hey, I, don't oh, mind. I don't mind. So I don't mind. I, don't mind. Oh, I mean, now if you want me to talk about y'all, no, I'm mean, I watching your girl. No, 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 no. Get yourself out of here. Why you got to yeah. do that? Don't mention nobody's name on here. I don't want to get sued, brother. 
Nah, my bad, my bad, my bad. All right, so he's gonna deal with that. He's gonna address that. Go ahead, polite. Um, hey, one more, one more thing. One more thing. One at a time. Yeah. I got you. You know. Let me answer one thing at a time. I got you. You gonna stay on the phone? I need y'all to pay attention to that. For all of these sugary dating wealthy men leveling up, you have to know your value as a woman. You have to become a valuable woman if you are not one right now. The twenty-one day challenge will help you with that too. Okay. So. Hopefully, this video really helped my um, babies that are struggling tighten up a little bit. Um, if you still need more help, I'm telling you, get in the sugar group me. If you just want to be in the sugar group me, get in it because I'm telling y'all, we have fun every day. Um, and yeah, so I really hope this video helps. Not sure if I said that already. But make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you already haven't. And I'll see you guys in the next video. You, that needs to stop. Your boy is not yours. He is a future husband, a future father, and needs to be raised that way. Now, what do I mean by raised? Teach your son how to cook, to make up his own bed, to clean up his own bathtub ring because you raised your daughter. On the honor roll, every marking period. Goes to church with you every Sunday. And she can cook, sew, iron, and clean all, but then we have your son. Ain't never seen an honor roll. He plays basketball all evening long. Never goes to church and can't boil a hot dog. The rumor is we have some, not all, raising their daughters and loving their sons. Now, I know the historical reason. The historical reason is our societies always try to destroy black men. The lynchings. So black mothers always want to overprotect their sons. What's the reason today? I know the KKK is on the rise, but what's the reason today? Is it because your own black man didn't stay? You now replaced your man with your son? Your son is now yours. He's a future husband, a future father, and needs to be raised that way. Quit telling these nine-year-old boys they the man of the house. Ain't no nine-year-old boy ready to be no man in the house. But because you told him that, he now begins to wonder. When you then bring over your man for the evening, Mom, I thought I was the man in the house. Why are you bringing him over? You can't have it both ways. If he's going to be the man in the house, quit bringing your boyfriend over on Saturday nights. You know what's sad, though? These brothers think what they can do with their mamas, they can do with their teacher. Yes. Why are you maintaining someone that has complete disrespect for you as a man? Why are you uh, holding on to somebody that doesn't honor you, that doesn't value you? Why? Some of y'all know a lot of my quotes. And one of my quotes is a woman has to, um, yeah, a woman got to appreciate, you understand me, her teacher. The main thing that I said, and I ain't said this in years, but to understand the significance uh, uh, yeah, to understand the significance of the instruction, she got to first understand the importance of the instructor first. In order for that woman to understand the significance of the instructions, she got to understand the importance of the instructor first. If she don't value you, she don't. Your instructions don't mean nothing. Your game don't mean nothing. <laughs> baby, you got to call me on my seven seven three later on, baby. I'm live right now. You know what I mean? Your instructions don't mean nothing. You know what I mean? Your instructions don't mean nothing at all. You know? 
I'm going to say that one more again. Always remember that. She got to understand the significance of your instructions to understand the importance of you being. I mean, she got to understand the significance. Oh, my God. I ain't said it in so long. She got to understand the importance of you being the instructor first before she understands the significance.